Hi, and welcome to Unwind With Us, Soulful Conversations with Sahad. Here is where you'll find open and honest conversations about, well, life. My name is Sahai, and by no means am I an expert at life. But I do happen to know that there are a lot of people with stories to tell, and those stories are filled with lots of opportunities for growth. So however you found yourself here, I'm glad you're on this journey with me. Thank you for joining us. My name is Sahai, and on today's podcast, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend. I have known her since 2018. She is an amazing mother. She's an amazing wife. She is the most supportive friend. I mean, she's actually challenged me to become a more supportive friend. Um, she's amazing. And all that, and she, you not believe what she has been through, gone through to become the amazing woman um, that she is. But more on that part later. First, I would like to introduce you to my dear friend. Her name is Emily. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Emily, would you like to tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I, for 14 years, and uh, we have two amazing kids. Uh, Georgiana is 10 and Gabriel's eight. Um, we're total sports parents. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I love that. So um, I would like to kind of go back to when we met. I think that's really funny, the story of how we met. <laughs> yes. So um, my mom, who you guys have met, she works out. And she was working out with this personal trainer and uh, he was moving and he wanted to set her up with some women that he thought would get, she'd get along well with. And to work mother, out with. To work out with, yes. Not be set up with. <laughs> Thank you. So my mom hemmed and hawed and didn't want to do it. She was like, I don't need any new friends, which I know. <laughs> if you've, you've seen the other podcast, yes, she, she used to be like that. Sorry again, mom. And so she decided to join this group and had a blast and then came home, uh, was talking to me one day and she was like, Sahai, you really have to meet this lady's daughter. And I was like, mom, I got enough friends. I really don't need any more. I love my life. <laughs> and at this time, we were kind of doing the same part of the same organization, didn't know it yet. And um, I, I knew she was a part of the organization, but we hadn't met. And one day we were at a meeting and the most beautiful, amazing, great energy woman walks in owning the room, <laughs> owning which I'm everything. I was like, who is she? And I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> and turns out she was the one person I was saying, I don't need new friends. <laughs> So fast forward, what is that, five years later, here we are. Um, and we have had such a fun um, time getting to know each other, um, being a part of each other's lives. Um, she has been a part of my life and helped me in so many journeys. We were actually talking prior to the podcast turning on about um, a journey that's, that I'm on currently that we'll be talking about later. But 
I wanted to really kind of talk into one of the journeys where I entered into her life. When I entered into her life, we were in this organization. And one of the things that was glorified in that organization was um, drinking and partying and um, all those things. And that is kind of where I entered into her life. And we would do these um, girl weekends Mm -hmm. and we would drink, we'd have fashion shows, we'd change clothes, we'd be fabulous. Yeah. And then we'd go home to our real life. And they were posed as vacations, right? As, I mean, they were work vacations, vacations, the working vacations. But really, I mean, we got home a lot of times way more exhausted than we were. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So that's where I entered into your story. So would you like to, to kind of talk about your journey and kind of where you started at? Well, um, not necessarily like my journey, but the fact that um, these trips that we would take, it wasn't wasn't necessarily glorified that it was you know all about drinking and partying but that is just kind of the norm Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like norm in society right now is alcohol is involved in almost everything any kind of event um whether it's a birthday party or a baby shower or um Going to the movies now, you can drink at the movies. Um, that that is the norm, and um, I took to the norm. I was I was definitely normal. <laughs> um, I have always uh, my dad opened up restaurants, um, so I grew up in the restaurant business, and my mom worked with him, and. Um, they, not that drinking was always present in our household, but when I would go out to dinners with my dad, he, he would always be drinking. He never had alcohol in in the house, but whenever he went out, he would always get a drink. And I have always wanted to be older. Mm. I've always wanted to be older. I don't know, but... (laughs) Um, I've always wanted to be older and appear more mature. And so I didn't see drinking wasn't a negative thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you go through high school and, you know, drinking's really big. We we, would, there'd be keggers out in the cornfield. And um, I always wanted to be part of like the older group. Um, and then you get to college and you are a fake adult, basically. And that's the next thing. Parties all the time. Um, lots of late nights, but you can still make it up to class at eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, then I and I went to San Diego State, which is like ranked one of the top five party schools. <laughs> So then when I came when I came back, I worked in the, the service industry. Um, you're working until midnight. You go straight to the bars until two o'clock in the morning. Usually there's an after party. Um, and that was my life. Um, and then I got married and the the drinking slowed down 
especially, especially when we were trying to have kids. Um, and then my father got, got sick and that just kind of took over for me. Uh, it was a way to numb my, my emotions and my feelings and get on with my day and, um, taking care of him and working and raising two little kids just took a, took a toll on me. And when he passed, that was my excuse. That was like my card that I could play to not be judged mm -hmm. uh, when I was going to drink. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of turned into a day, a almost daily thing um, where I was used to numbing those feelings and emotions and that, that took over. And I would like to, I would like to say that the, you know, I hit rock bottom. Um, there were lots of times that it should have been my rock bottom that, you know, oh, well, you should quit drinking or take a break or whatever. Um, that I didn't. It was actually just my husband. We um, and we host everything, mm -hmm. every holiday, every party we are constantly hosting. So um, we had had a party for the Iowa, Iowa State game and he was just like the next day we had to go to kids games and, you know, be adults and parents the next day. And I felt so physically ill and just, you know, wanted to lay in bed the whole day, but instead I'm being dragged around, you know, cause you have to, you have to go to the games. And that night my husband just said, I'm done. I'm done. He's like, it's time for us to grow up. I'm done drinking. And I was like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And then a few days later, I just, I'm really competitive. Mm -hmm. And we are on the same team, but I'm also really competitive with him. <laughs> and if people think that I can't do something, I'll prove to them that I can. Um, and prove to myself that I can. Mm -hmm. And two days later, I just said, okay, fine, fine. You're going to do it, then I'll do it. And um, we gave up alcohol completely. Now, at this point, I'm still thinking, oh, it's not going to last. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to last. We'll go for a few weeks or maybe even a month. And, and because you guys had done previously the dry, what is it, November? I mean, January. Not, what is it? Dry some month. Yeah. Dry January. Is that what it is? Sober <laughs> September. Yeah. So you would do the month. I mean, no. Oh. I never did. I never did. But um, yeah, I never did that. <laughs> um, but I just kind of kept waiting for him to be like, oh, we can let's let's have a drink or let's go out this weekend. And it never happened. But as each day went by, I became more and more clear-headed and 
more and more present mm -hmm. and started feeling things that I had never experienced or felt before or for a really, really long time. So um, it, it, it just every day it got it was hard. It was extremely hard, but every day got better. Mm -hmm. And at about they call it like the honeymoon phase where about three months, four months, you're just like, this is the best. This is the best life ever. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm sober and I'm living life to the fullest. And that was amazing. Uh, and it happened to be during the holidays. So that, that made it even better. But then it, you know, the January, you know, you get that, that holiday hangover feeling. And I, I was like, oh, so this is, this is the rest of my life, but seeing all the little miracles and just experiencing life to the fullest, my life, these last over two years has been unbelievable. Okay. So we're going to pause. Yeah. Cause you have so many good nuggets. And I keep wanting to like backtrack and I just yes, feel like we're going to, okay. So first of all, since we've come this far, how long have you been sober? Um, should have this already. Uh, two <laughs> years and two months. Two years and two months. Thanks, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's go back to um, last night. I was actually just talking to somebody else um, and she said that she'd struggled with um, alcoholism, particularly because she, she, she had said, I have tried other drugs, um, but I didn't have control when I had other drugs. I tried this and I immediately felt out of control that I felt out of control, but drinking was inundated so young that I didn't know I didn't have control until it was too late. And it kind of sounds like you grow up in the norm, like you grew up yeah. drinking young, like most people do. Right. Um, so let's, you said you, you kind of talked about your dad. Um, and I know you kind of talked about, um, trying to get pregnant and, and, and starting a new family. And so what it sounded like to me when you were talking and stop me if I'm wrong, is that drinking was just a part of your life. It's yes. just a part of your life. Yes. But life kept getting harder. Yes. You kept getting met with new situations that you didn't, that were not, and none, any, none of us are prepared to deal with. Yes. Yes. And then did you notice that the um, alcohol was numbing your feelings? Like, did you know, like, were you intentionally trying to like, just not feel? Yes. Yes, absolutely. After my dad passed, I, I, I was, I was just like, well, dad wouldn't want me to sit around and mourn him. Mm -hmm. So I completely threw myself into work. Mm -hmm. And to be, to do the work that we did, um, to be happy all the time, you have to be on all the time. Mm -hmm. um, it was hard to do that without any help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Without mm -hmm. any, you know, having a drinks before a presentation, mm -hmm. just to, get me going to be on also to calm my nerves. Mm -hmm. Um, it, 
you know, to be able to put yourself out there. It was just, uh, it sounds like was... the friend that was always with you. Like you, you just knew him consistent and you knew. And unfortunately, you know, alcohol started to become my false God. Mm, speak on that. Um, as the deeper you get into alcoholism, you, you start to like, you could be out with your friends and instead of being truly present, you're thinking, oh, I better not drink this too fast. Or am I drinking it too slow? What drink am I going to get next? Mm -hmm. What, um, like how, how much until I, I need to stop rather than being a normal, like a normal person, um, where they could have one drink and be fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is very interesting now going out with friends and I have no problem whatsoever. If people drink around me, it's, it, it does not bother me at all, but hanging around other people that drink and I'm looking at them thinking, Oh my gosh, it's taking you forever to finish that drink. <laughs> Would you, yeah. uh, why, uh, what? It, because don't you want another one? Mm -hmm. Like, and they'll be like, no, I'm fine. But I also drink my water and Diet Coke and everything really fast, apparently. So also, I'll map that out. I'm glad you said that. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm having Diet Coke. I love, I'm show your Diet Coke. My new addiction <laughs> is Diet Coke. Now, I think this is funny because her new addiction goes with my old addiction, which is regular Coke. <laughs> See it. No, yeah. Coke is not sponsoring this. No. <laughs> they should, though. They should. But Coke is my drink of preference, for sure. I <laughs> would drink that like anything else. I do drink fast, too. I think that's hilarious. Well, and one of these days... You know, I, I, yeah, I had to take one step at a time, baby steps. One of these days, it will be water. Oh, wow. I will start drinking water. <laughs> listen, so listen, we're doing the other, we're doing the, the small hill yeah, first. I know. I'll get there. So, okay. So, um, so I heard you saying, and I love that. I love that. I love that you were, that you were, thank you for being so transparent, but that you're walking us through this. Um, tell me in those moments when you were, realizing that, okay, alcohol is becoming my false God. Like you said, um, there was always an excuse though. Mm -hmm. There was, there was always an excuse. Um, oh, um, you know, I had an amazing day, something, something big happened today. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's celebrate with a drink or it, it was a terrible day. Um, I'm going to have a drink to get my spirits up or, just any, like I said, any kind of function. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, I remember going to a baby shower and they, they didn't have mimosas. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? I don't even want to be here. And that's not okay. Mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. that's not, that's not a good way to think. So, but just like you said, it was your false God. So it was what you were. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
absolutely. I love that. I, I love, I, I'm sorry. I just love that your transparency. So in these moments, um, tell me what, were you, were there, were there ever, was there ever a time in those moments where you were afraid? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly, those first few weeks, it was just a waiting game for, between my husband and I, I was, I just kept waiting for him to, to stop, give you up. Know, to uh -huh. give up. Yep. And I, and I was not going to give up first. Uh -huh. Um, until I realized that, okay, this is really serious. Mm -hmm. And I know with some programs, you, you need, you know, you need to make a, amends. Mm -hmm. And it was so whether I was in the program or not, I would have made amends to friends or family members because there's never, ever been a time that I woke up from drinking a night of drinking and thought, I'm really proud of the way I acted or behaved, or I'm really proud of the things that I said. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that happens very often with, a, with many people where they wake up and and like, I, I just nailed it last night. I was so, I'm so proud of what I did. Yeah. It was the opposite. Yes. Um, not only with physically feeling ill, but I would get an emotional hangover for days, mm -hmm. for days. So explain what an emotional hangover is. Oh man. Um, well, I am definitely a person that has a lot of guilt over everything all the time. I mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. I grew up Catholic Sorry. and <laughs> I have just, guilt has kept me from misbehaving when I was younger, that's for sure, going down the wrong <laughs> path too much. So that's a good thing. But um, I would just wake up having the worst guilt, the thinking that I said something wrong or that I did something wrong or the fact that I did do something wrong or that I did say something wrong, just that feeling of depression and alcohol is a depressant. So on top of that, the anxiety and the depression. And um, so uh, a friend of mine, we would call him, you, you get the scaries the next morning where we'd have to like take a pillow and scream into a pillow when you get the scaries just to kind of get that out of, out of your system. Uh, but that would, that would last days. And even calling up a friend who, you know, whoever I hung up, uh, hung out with that night and saying, Oh, I'm really sorry that I did that. It's an empty, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I know that you didn't mean to act like an idiot, but you probably are going to do it again. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't promise that I wouldn't do it again. And when you're drinking, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people can promise that, that you're not going to act like an idiot when you, when you get drunk. So, um, yeah, the, the emotional hangover really, really would get to me. So then being able, when I was a few months sober, to go to these friends and say what was actually in my heart and 
truly, truly apologize and and mean it mm-hmm. was uh, just it was like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders because not only am I truly sorry, but I'm not going to do it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will do everything in my power not to make that mistake and not to have to apologize for this again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I wanted to, I want to ask you going back to, um, when, before you kind of had this bet going on with your husband, um and then i mean and in that excited to quit um what are some things and and the reason i want to ask this is because we're coming around the holidays and i know that this is not um uncommon in fact from what i understand there's uh, it's very common to have somebody who struggles with alcoholism in your family um and that makes it even harder because it's your family member and and a lot of times we don't want to name it what it is right 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 um and so uh, with those, with the holidays coming and that in mind, um, what are some things that you wish or some things that people practically did do um, that helped you have the courage to actually make the decision when that time came to make the decision? Um, well, or the opposite, sorry, or I, things that pushed you away. Um, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing support system. I have just the most amazing family, the most amazing friends. I have an extremely loving and supportive husband. And I could not have done any of this without them. I mean, I could not have done any of this without the support of my friends and family. And I think that making sure, like actually telling people right away, um, you know, some people will quit drinking and will still um, drink, have drinks that is just like club soda and lime so they don't get asked any questions. Mm-hmm. or we'll um, get an NA and put it in a glass or whatever. So it still looks like they're, you know, so they don't have any of these questions. Mm-hmm. I did not want to do that. I did not want to do that. I wanted to make sure everybody knew that I am no longer drinking, um, that I'm going to be totally sober because I want them to hold me accountable. Mm. I want them to know that I am on this journey and I am on this path and whether they realize it or not, they are on it with me. And if, if you know that I'm sober, I don't want to go back to drinking Mm -hmm. and disappoint you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, The guilt of disappointing, (laughs) the guilt, the guilt of disappointing my friends and family. I I, I did not want to, I did not want to do that. So That was just, that was just my thing. Um, so this for, for me, I don't think there's anyone that could have told me that could have told me that I had to quit. Mm. I don't, I don't, 
I don't think that 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 would have worked. It had to be my decision, even though it's a it's not a normal story that I was doing this out of a competition. <laughs> that is not normal. But whatever works. Mm -hmm. um, after getting sober, I had heard that um, a few friends had mm -hmm. talked to uh, some of my other friends and family members about possibly doing an intervention with me. Mm. And I heard, I heard that after, you know, being a few months sober and I, I said, <laughs> I said, thank God you guys didn't. I know that it can work for some people, but thank God you guys didn't because at, I wasn't ready. You know, maybe it wasn't God's plan, but I would have cut you out. Mm. I, I would have said, well, okay, I'll, you know, I'll take it into consideration. And then just answered the phone. So I find that interesting because um, one thing that I do did notice about your journey is that you kept people around you. Your support group was your support group. And, um, and you didn't, I, I didn't notice you shoving people out, away from you. But from what I hear you saying, it's because people just loved you. Well, they just loved you. Like they told you. I know people yes. told you the truth and love. I do know that because um, I know I was one of those people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. But um, you, I guess from my perspective, I never felt like you were never like, well, I'm not going to call us a high or, you know, whatever. Like if I'm struggling or if I'm down or if I'm gonna, if I want to party or if I don't want to party, you know, you still... And so there was some, there was, I think there was a piece of you that was still held accountable, but still kept people around you. So I don't know if you give yourself that much credit for, it. I do believe you probably would have gone the other way, but yes. you did a great job of, I know there are many times where people would tell you the hard things and you would listen, but you weren't ready. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I think, I, and I, I always had you. an excuse. They would tell the hard things, and I always had an excuse. So I, the hard, why, like, why I did harder. it, why I was, why, I, why I behaved the way that I did because of drinking, or I, there was always an excuse, mm -hmm. and I just, yeah, that's powerful. Because if there's a reason, if there's um, logic behind why you're doing something then it doesn't matter what other people say because your logic stands true. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I still think you, I hope you give yourself credit for keeping people around. Um, Cause you could have even been like, well, even though my logic's stronger, I'm annoyed and you didn't like you, you allowed those people to stay in the round you and love you. Right. Well, and some of the best things that I've heard, um, from my closest friends is uh, like my best friend said, you were a lot of fun drinking. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was a lot of fun. I'm still a lot of fun. <laughs> but um, she said, you were a lot of fun drinking until you weren't mm. like it was it. It got to the point where. Like my dad always said, it's a lot of fun getting drunk. It's not fun being drunk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was a real eye opener. And then another girlfriend said, um, I really, 
She's like, I like this Emily better. And that was, that was a huge compliment because when you, when, when you even decide to do dry, you know, sober September or dry January, you're thinking, well, what am I going to do? It's going to, life's going to be so boring. Mm-hmm. How am I going to participate in things? And it took a while to be okay with that. I mean, we um, passed up a lot of parties probably the first few months um, until we got comfortable. And every every holiday, every time I do something for the first time, whether it's our, fir- our first Christmas, my first birthday, my first trip, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, my first trip to Las Vegas, gambling sober, every, everything the first time is hard for those first seven minutes. Mm. For me, it's seven minutes. And then, and it, it's, a, it's okay. It'll be, then I calm down. And can and I quote you and say that your Vegas trip was the second best? Yes. Yes. We just got back from Vegas, uh, my mom and my aunt and I, and it was my second favorite trip. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. First one is with my daughter to Florida, but this one, it was, oh, I've never laughed so hard. Yeah. And the beautiful yeah. part is you remember every moment of it. Every moment. Every, and and from that point on that you decide to be sober, every point you will remember. Yes. Which means the points that aren't comfortable, you'll be able to grow from. The points that are beautiful, you'll be able to hold on to. Yes. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Do you guys see why this woman is my superhero? Her story is so meaty and so rich, and I wish we had more time. And we may even have her back because we didn't even get to touch on some of her story that makes her so phenomenal. But we do have to start wrapping it up. I thank you so much for um, coming on. Um, I want to look dead in the camera and say thank you to her husband. Um, I, I understand from what I hear you saying, he was a great proponent for you becoming sober and and it was him loving you and knowing you and knowing exactly how to, you know, what to do. And I'm sure it wasn't his first thing to try, but it was something that worked for you and it worked. And, and here we are, and you were so much happier um, oh, on the side of it. it. It's the, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Besides having kids, or marrying my husband. <laughs> it is the best thing I've ever, ever done for myself. Give me top three reasons why. Ooh, I know it's tough. I know. What? Top three reasons why it was the best thing you've ever done for you, your family. What are the top best benefits you've gotten, you've seen? Um, I'm, I'm completely present. I am completely present. Um, so I will remember everything. That's, it. that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Um, you never know what is going to happen in life. Um, my mom had, uh, an accident, um, a few, like six months ago and she called me and I, I was able to rush right over there and mm-hmm. stay calm and help her, you know, get in the ambulance and get to the hospital having being being completely sober to be able to be there for other people is 
is huge. Huge. It's huge for me. Huge. Yeah. I don't know if you need a last one because I think your first one was two, unless you have yeah. one off the top of your head. Because <laughs> I love those two. And I was thinking yeah. what that was going to be. Um, you were going to use them as two. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you, um, husband, um, <laughs> for being so supportive. And um, I'm so happy that you're on this side. I'm so happy that the people that loved you never gave up hope, continued to love you. And I'm so happy that you decided to keep fighting that fight. And whether it's this, whether it's anything else, I mean, it's, it's tough to grow period. And yeah. you, you have, uh, um, you had a tough one to grow through. So, all right, I'm going to stop. So we can get going. I have some quick things. I have my phone out because I don't remember them. <laughs> um, November. We're going to focus in on gratefulness this month. Um, so, ooh, I bought it. I have this really great kind of team behind me. I know that sounds weird, but I do. Um, I have Paige, who is, um, she has been doing a lot of the, a lot of the marketing that you see on Instagram on unwind with us to on Instagram, she's done the, um, a lot of the marketing, the reels, she's done all that. She also in doodling has come up with these little stickers, which you can't see because I'm not that close to the camera, <laughs> but they are adorable. And they say some really cool things. Um, this one says uniquely you, this one says clean, don't you know you need to shine. There's another one that says give grace. They're all in her handwriting. I also have um, a great friend named Kelly who printed them off for me and I have a bunch of them. And so for thankful November, one, I'm thankful for them and having them on the team, but also we're going to give those things away. And I'm so excited for it. So what we're going to do, I want you to hang with me. I want you to try every day, just try every day to write five things down that you're thankful for, either at the beginning of the day or the end of the day does not matter, but just five things. I want you to send me one of those things, just one of those things that you're thankful for. It can be on Instagram. It can be on um, email. Both of those are unwind with us to Instagram or at gmail.com. Um, send me that every time you send me something that you're thankful for, your name will be entered into a drawing. Okay. Every time. So if you do it every day, Every day you'll get a, a draw and uh, your name into a drawing. Next Monday, when I start my podcast, uh, my mom has agreed to be my picker because I know too many of you guys. So she will, <laughs> she will pick two names out. We'll announce those two names. And then uh, I will get in touch with you. I, I'm hoping you're on my Instagram because that's how I know to get in touch with you. Again, unwind with us, the number two. That's it on Instagram. I will get a hold of you, or you can email me at Instagram or at uh, unwindwithus2 at gmail.com. I will reach out to you and then I will send you a couple of these stickers with a thank you card. I'm hoping to send out a ton. I just want to send out a ton. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for your support. Um, and I, I just want, I'm, my love language, it, her love language is gift giving. Gift giving. <laughs> so Hug. this is something that I wanted to do for November. So we're going to start off with thankful November, get to writing. It starts literally tonight. So um, by the time you're hearing this, this is Monday night. If you want an extra entry, get it in. If you were one of the lucky ones to listen on Monday, you get a, a, head, a head start on the uh, contest. Um, oh, I think that's it. 
I didn't have any birthday shout outs um, to from you guys, but don't forget if you have those, I want to hear from you. I really do. I want this to be real. I want this to be a village. I want this to be safe. Um, and so uh, let me know. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your thoughts. That's all I have for you guys. Um, I do have one birthday shout do. out. Oh, yeah. Um, my best friend since the womb, <gasps> Lindsay, November 2nd. She is older than I am, so <laughs> I have to point that out. But I love her so much. She has been a huge, a huge uh, support system and my rock in my life. So I want to say happy birthday to my best friends in the womb. I'm going to go sign because I absolutely adore Lindsay. So happy birthday, Lindsay. I hope you have the most wonderful birthday or had the most fun share the other yeah. one. hope you had the most wonderful birthday ever. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry that took so much longer. Oh, no. I'm sorry oh. I talked so much. No, that was exactly.